Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am Charles Kalazi. Today is Thursday, February the 15th, 2024. It is the Thursday after Ash Wednesday. Lent has begun, and our gospel today are readings from the gospel according to St. Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, The Son of Man must suffer greatly and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. Then he said to all, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. What profit is there for one to gain the whole world, yet lose or forfeit himself? So, in this reading, we have Jesus telling us what his mission is, and that is he's going to suffer greatly and die on the cross for us. It was already predicted in the Suffering Servant Song of the Prophet Isaiah, as well as in some of the Psalms, that the Messiah would come and that the Messiah would die for the sins of the people, undoing the damage that was done in the Garden of Eden. In some ways, well, the damage is still done because we still have to follow the Messiah, Jesus. But in some ways, we get something better now. Because before, it would have just been the tree of life to give us life in this world. Whereas now, we get the new fruit of the new tree of life, the cross. That fruit is the Eucharist. And this makes us members of Christ. This makes us members of the body of Christ, giving us eternal life with God forever in heaven and in the new earth when all is remade. And so... Jesus must die for this to happen. Just like the grain of wheat falling to the ground and dying, producing much fruit, in the same way Jesus has to die in order for us to have life. Why? Well, because of sin, specifically because of murder. I mean, but there's all kinds of other sins committed. And the price has to be paid for these sins. Jesus endures the punishment that you and I deserve. We're not sadistic people, but God is a just God. God is just and merciful. In his justice, he says, you deserve death, you deserve hell. In his mercy, he says, I'm coming to take your place so that you don't have to. And he endures the most horrible cross. This is the message of our faith. It's the lesson of our faith. There's the cross and there's the resurrection. Both have to happen. Then there's the fact that he says to us that you must take up your cross and follow me. Now, on the one hand, yeah, there's a profundity to this. If we want to be followers of Jesus Christ, the world hated him. It's going to hate us as well. We're not going to get a free pass on this. A lot of times we think we can skate through easy and then we're surprised when things get tough. But no, we follow the way of the master. We follow the way of the cross. We have to take up our own crosses. And there are many crosses in life, but especially being his followers, we have heavy crosses to bear. It's just the way it is. It's the way things are set up. And yet, um, it's good to go deeper into this. 
See, because a lot of people think taking up your cross and following Jesus means, because a lot of us, a lot of people in the world today struggle with low self-esteem, struggle with, uh, I don't know, having been abused, maybe just not feeling good about themselves. And a lot of times that lends itself in Christianity to this feeling of, okay, everybody's using me as a doormat. Everybody just treats me like garbage. Everybody walks all over me. And that means I'm a good Christian. I remember a kid long ago who was really suffering because he was being bullied and he went to his local priest just to talk about it. And the priest said, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. The kingdom of heaven is theirs. And yeah, that wasn't necessarily the best advice to give a kid. I mean, on the one hand, yeah, there's hope and suffering. And I'd like to talk about that a little bit tonight. But on the other hand, we, uh, we are not sadistic people. We're allowed to eat, we're allowed to sleep, and we're allowed to defend ourselves. We're allowed to get good grades and get a good job. <laughs> we're allowed to thrive in this world as best we can. Yet, there will be crosses along the way. It doesn't mean you're a bad Christian because you pursue happiness. On the contrary, Jesus said, I've come that they might have life and have it to the full. Of course, ultimately, he means eternal life, but he also means life in this world. We're allowed to have families and joy and pursue jobs that, that we like <laughs> and pursue hobbies that we like and get into relationships that we like. We're allowed to do these things. So it's always important to talk about the balance when it comes to our crosses. We are not sadistic people. We don't just live to suffer. But then we also realize that there are crosses. There are crosses in life. One important thing that I always like to remember, and I like to tell people this, is although there is tremendous value in suffering, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that, at the same time, we, um, <clears throat> what was I going to say? We are not sadistic people. And uh, oh, I completely forgot what I was going to say. No, I remember what I was going to say. It's all about the bird seed. I'm going to tell you a story about bird seed. I was praying on the beach one day. And this is not a lie. This is a true story. I was on the beach. I had a lot of things on my mind. And I was just unwinding and I was praying. And out of nowhere, a car pulls up on the edge of the beach. And a woman runs over to right where I am with a big bag of bird seed and dumps it out next to me. And then, no lie, I'm going to imitate her laugh. I yelled when she's dumping all this bird seed out because suddenly I'm being attacked by seagulls. And she goes like this, <laughs> and runs the other way with her empty bag of bird seed. So that was very disturbing. And now I'm being attacked by seagulls. And I'm very disturbed now as I'm trying to pray. So I went and I told some friends that this had just happened. And we had a little discussion about it. And we invented the term now that we use when talking about carrying our crosses. We say, it's just bird seed. In other words, gee, this is the main point I was trying to make earlier, and I blanked out for a minute. I'm sorry. It's a long school day. I'm recording the night before for Thursday. And a lot of people think they're the Messiah or, or something like that. A lot of people think they have to suffer greatly for themselves to be saved and for other people to be saved. They have to be miserable to be a Christian. And that is not the message of the gospel. 
So I just said the part earlier about how we are allowed to pursue happiness, but I'm going to say one other thing about that, and that is Jesus is the Savior. Jesus endured more pain than you and I will ever know. Jesus endured the pains of hell. Jesus endured a cat of nine tails ripping apart his body. Jesus endured thorns in his skull. Jesus endured nails that pierced him in his wrists and in his feet. But in addition to all of that and carrying the cross and so many other things, the whipping and everything, Jesus carried our sins. He felt the guilt of our sins that you and I often don't even feel because our souls have become calloused. Jesus endured it all so that you and I could endure a little bit of birdseed and get to heaven. In other words, the devil attacks. I was praying on the beach. My prayers must have been powerful because the devil thought it was fit to throw birdseed at me through that woman and distract me for a little bit as I got some birds hit me in the head or whatever. I don't know. Birds flying around me, seagulls pooping on me, whatever. I had a little bit of a distraction because I was praying deeply. When we do good things in our lives, we get hit with struggles. And I'll tell you, I started teaching these kids and I love them and they're great and I enjoy teaching and there's all kinds of bird seed. There's all kinds of little things that pop up that are distractions and annoyances. And you know what? It's par for the course. Anytime I've ever worked with youth, anytime I've ever done quality work with youth, like let's just say running a retreat, whenever there's a big retreat and you know there's going to be great fruits, there's always all kinds of bird seed before the retreat, sometimes during, sometimes after. It's the way it goes. There's lots and lots of bird seed, but we don't have to carry Jesus's cross. Rather, Jesus carries the cross of our salvation. And we have the little crosses to carry behind him. And he's given us the strength for that. He's gone before us to pave the way for us. We could talk about some great saints and how they recognize the value of suffering. Padre Pio, whenever a huge, he would call it a big fish, whenever a big sinner was about to come into the confessional, there was always... uh, an attack from the devil, or that's when his uh, stigmata would act up. Pope John Paul, as he got to the end of his life, he suffered greatly. And he used to say, as people were calling for his resignation, because he was in bad shape with Parkinson's and whatnot, he would say, no, no, now is the time for me to be Pope. I can offer up my suffering for the church. Getting back to Padre Pio, Padre Pio, once he realized that his sufferings very small compared to Christ, but still very great compared to a lot of us. He recognized, oh, a big fish is coming. And then he started asking as his life went on. And I don't recommend people do this, but once he was in tune with what God was doing more and more and more, he started to ask for more suffering because he said, yes, let's save more souls. Let's get more people out of hell. Let's forgive more big sins. There's a story of a girl who probably will be a saint if she's not yet. I think she was from Connecticut, little Audrey Santos. You can find things about her online. I'm pretty sure there's some videos about her on YouTube. And it was a little girl, a suffering soul. And she was uh, paralyzed in her bed for a number of years. And people would go to her and say, Audrey, pray for me. And sometimes they would tell her, you know, there were, like, for example, I remember one story. There was a man in a horrible motorcycle accident. 
And so they said, little Audrey, pray for this man in the motorcycle accident. Well, the man was miraculously cured. But while he was being miraculously cured, little Audrey took on some of his scars. Some of the marks of his accident she had on her body for a little bit, for like a day or so, and then all was wiped away. The Lord allows us to share suffering in order to save others, to save souls, sometimes even to cure bodies. Yet these sufferings are very little compared to the sufferings of Christ. So this is a message of Lent. We take on our penances, our fasting, our almsgiving, our prayer. We take on these added obligations, maybe going to church a little more, reading the Bible a little more. We take things on, but we get so much more in return. We get salvation because of Jesus' cross. Yet we can take on little crosses here and there. And yes, we're going to get hit with birdseed. If you're having a good Lent and you're doing good for your own soul and for the souls of others, you're going to get hit with lots of birdseed. And you know what? It's just birdseed. As Father Glenn Sedano, one of the founders of the CFRs, and an exorcist for the state of New York and New Jersey said to me one time when I called him on the phone, he said, they're just demons in his New York accent. They're just demons. That's all they are. He said, you know, you, you get a cockroach, you spray it, it's dead. You spray and then they won't come back. He's like, we follow the rules, we get rid of them. They're just demons. He said, uh, I say this all the time now, ever since he was a wonderful man. I had a great phone call with him one time. But he said, you know, Hollywood wants you to be afraid of the demons, but not afraid of your sins. He says, what we should be is afraid of our sins, but not afraid of the devil. Don't be afraid of the devil. Don't be afraid of the birdseed. But realize, yes, we have some suffering to endure, but Jesus has conquered the world. And of course, Our Lady, Our Lady, Our Lady of Sorrows has suffered it all with him. She endured that pain with him, and she was interceding for all of us as she had no sins of her own to have to pay for all of her sufferings. And she suffered far more than the rest of us ever will because she felt the pain of her son. Although she is not the Savior, she was interceding for us. And she was doing so much there at the foot of the cross. She was being the perfect disciple. She was leading the way. She was the first member of the church, the first disciple, more than anybody, even before the apostles And so she, just like Jesus, she, not exactly like Jesus, Jesus is the Savior, I always want to be clear about that, but she's the first, the first among many to follow him perfectly, paving the way for the rest of us, and enduring so much, offering that for our salvation, interceding for us that we may be saved. So we ask the Lord to give us the strength to follow him and to carry up the little crosses of life that we might benefit from the fruit of his big cross, and that is our salvation. Have a great day. God bless you. Mm